What up to the point listeners? This is part two, numero dos, uh, with Alicia Green, my new friend out in the triad, North Carolina, from Go Green Plumbing, Heating and Air Conditioning, and now Electrical. But part one was great. This one's going to be even better. I think we hold ourselves back so much from growth because we're really trying to own every single thing. And, and as an owner of a business, no one in your organization ever is going to be as passionate about it as you are. And that's just something that is really hard to realize, (laughs) but it's just a simple fact, right? Nobody is ever going to be as passionate about it as you are. This is To The Point. A Rhino experience. Voted one of the top home services marketing and operations podcasts. Cutting through the bullshit and getting to the point. When I was looking through a few things of just what I thought, you know, from my point of view, what you did well in the online space, I have my perception like reviews. You guys crush reviews. You know, that's one of your things. But what are you, what are you and Pete doing to stay, like to stay competitive in in a market like that where you know you have, like you can't outspend these people, right? You can't even out, like they're, 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 um, you know, their price points on purchasing equipment gives them more opportunity for margin. Like there's so many things that's hard, you know, to, uh, to tackle in a market where you've got a lot of private equity going on. And it's not like you're in a major metropolitan area too. Like no. the, the triad is not that, but there is a shitload <laughs> of competition. So what yeah. are you, what are you guys doing to kind of stay, you know, competitive with some of these monsters over there? Yeah. So I will say that, where a lot of people saw so much success in 21 and 22, that's where we really felt the PE groups. Um, So we actually felt that more in 21 and 22. We just have kind of learned how to overcome it a little more in 2023, but, but we definitely feel it. Um, Their buying power is obviously we can't compete with their buying power on equipment. Right. And when they first come into a market, um, they actually lower all their pricing so that they can gain market share. Um, and so then they're, they're, you know, underbidding. We have customers call us and, and let us know that, you know, they got a price from so-and-so after they got our quote and so-and-so said they would go 2,500 less than you. Well, they could afford to go 2,500 less than us, but we can't afford to take 2,500 off, right? So it definitely is um, something that we've had to really put a lot of focus on value. Where are we showing the value? Uh, Because those companies are going to bring their prices back up. They can't, no no business is going to sustain a $2,500 hit off every ticket always, right? Um, But they, they had to get their foot in the door. So it is an investment, Yes. And that investment has to pay off. It has to pay at some point. Right. So we just, we try not to, and we tell our, our teams, we cannot focus on what other people are doing. We have to focus on making sure that when we go in there, we are providing the customer with the absolute best experience so that they don't call the other company for a quote. Right. Um, We need to make sure that the it's not a service call. It's an experience call. And, and we have to do that through showing value. We, we have to do it through number one, being a part of the community. So we're not just known as a company in the community, like we're known in the community. Our 
the community knows we're going to be at events. The community knows that we're going to host events. Um, we have our own charitable organization um, for home services within our community. I think that that's huge because it builds trust and, um, and, you know, it's just the way that people view your business. Are, or do they feel like you're going to be there for them or do they feel like they need to get three or four more quotes? You're always going to have that person that has to get three or four more quotes. But I think that if you can shift your mindset off of what other people are doing, because we that's something we cannot control. We cannot control what they're doing or how they're running their businesses at all. We can't control how they're pricing things. We, we can only control us, you know, we can only um, respond to it in a way that's going to benefit our teams, our technicians, our, our customers. Um, and I think reviews, referrals and experiences is where and, and being a part of the community. Um, and I'm sure that the owners of those big PE groups are amazing and huge donors in their communities. But that's something that we we certainly have a one up on here because it's our community. <laughs> this yeah. is our community, you know. So yep. And when you're and when you are in your position, you guys can actually come, are more agile. You can move faster, right? You, there's yeah. less red tape, so you can do things faster, and mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to. You you can try you can try a lot of things if you want to without there you know having to you know, ask per, like there's a lot of benefits to being private too. I just a few weeks ago, I, did, yeah. I had a podcast with Chris Hoffman and mm-hmm. you know, Hoffman is still in that private space too. And absolutely yeah. crushing. Every time I talk to that guy, it blows my mind. Yeah. Um, Cause he's, he's so sharp. Um, but that's what I love about that. You know, that you, in a market like yours in particular, that your brand um, mm-hmm. and the experience that you've given and over the tenure that you've done it, has so much value. Not that the others yeah. ha- don't have value, like you know Absolutely. some of the others in that market. But to your point, you can you know, you you are already so involved. You control what your you control what the uh, um, experiences that you said you know the experiences wow. that uh, everyone has, um, and and that shows by reviews, right? So yeah, it you you have the opportunity to move faster, to be more agile in your market and try new things. Now, I don't know what your end result is. I don't know what you and Pete have talked about, but for now that's the bat, that's your battle cry is like, you know, we're private and we're going to go and we're going to keep serving the community at the highest level. Yeah, absolutely. And and we focus on that, you know, and nothing against PE groups. I mean, honest to God, like how could you, we're all in business to achieve great things. And so more power to them for, for hitting those goals and, and achieving those things. Um, it just gives us a little more, uh, makes us grind a little harder, you know? So not necessarily a bad thing. That's not at all. So I'll tell you what, when you're talking about having like monster growth for this, you know, for this year and, um, and part of this whole thing with the private equity groups too is, um, and I've talked about this a few different times, but I hear this all the time because I've said this a a couple of different times on air, but a lot of people know this. I feel like everybody tells me their, their secrets and then I know everybody's secrets and I don't want to know everybody's secrets <laughs> um, because then I feel like it makes me liable. Like, you know, yeah. maybe, I, maybe I know too many secrets, but I'm a vault. Like, so. you not telling me, Chris? Uh, exactly. <laughs> so people can trust me not to like share their things. But um, what's interesting is that from all the private equity movement, we're now seeing, and I've had this conversation in my LSD group with my guys around um, 
people leaving, right? Cause they've let like they, the leader, now that the leader has been, is now gone, maybe they stayed on for six months, a year, whatever. And then they left. Well, people will leave that business. Once that leader is gone, you cannot replace that leader to everybody. Yeah. Right. So you'll lose some good talent. So what we're seeing is a shift in, um, legit talent leaving some of these, uh, PE backed groups. And I think you've been able to experience some of that because in order to, for you to have an incredibly successful year, like you're looking for this year, you've got to have a players to do yeah. these things. Right. And and now you're you have an opportunity, you know, to do that. And again, you've probably experienced some of those things, but you notice yeah. that happening there too. Like you've, you see Absolutely. good talent coming in. We have, we have definitely been able to recruit some amazing people um, from PE acquisitions. Uh, and I think, I, I think I told you yesterday or the other day when we were on the phone, I, I wish I could go in there and like tell them how to roll this out better. Cause I feel like that it's just in the rollout that, that this must be happening. But I also feel like there, there is that sense of people want to work. It's hard to recruit them in right when you're working out of your basement. Cause there's, they're like, Oh gosh, yep. you know, what am I getting myself into? But it's hard to retain them when it's so massive that that they feel like every position that they want to work towards is full. So that's, that's also where you lose a lot of talent. You have a big corporation come in and that's where we gained a lot. We gained a lot from, from people that felt like, okay, well, you know, I've been working towards that GM position and now that's never going to happen. Um, all, you know, I'll never be COO of that company. And so they want to go somewhere where they feel like they can grow. People don't want to work the majority for the same thing, their entire lives, right. They want to, they want to have somewhere that they're working towards or something that they're working towards. And so uh, we've gained a lot of great talent from that. Just, just because they felt like they didn't have an opportunity to grow with those companies. Yeah. You don't want to have a, give them a ceiling, right? Most people don't want to have a ceiling because then you do feel like you're just stuck. You uh-huh. know? And for those who typically are high performers, don't want that. Right. Um, you, they want to be able to see kind of what that path looks like and the opportunity looks, looks like for them. And then um, if that opportunity is not there, what do you do? Yeah. Find something else. So, so I think you'll probably continue to benefit from some of those things and you're going to have to, you know, to keep going down, you know, this year's path to, to double. Um, I'm no doubt, no doubt that you can do it. You're in the right market and you've got enough services to offer. So there's probably good, some good cross marketing opportunity in there. Once you kind of, you know, get the electrical stuff really rolling out there and let's hope that like the past few years for electrical, uh, at least from my experience have been fantastic, still under, uh, it's still nowhere near as competitive as the other trades. Um, but it's a great one to get into. So we have a lot of market share we haven't touched too, just in our area. Like we service that area, but we haven't we haven't done big pushes in that area for service. Um, so we have a lot of potential customers out there that we just haven't even accessed yet. Yeah, and you have your call by call management. You've got your constant training that you've got going on. You have your upsell training going on. Like I have all these things that will allow you to to do that. Yeah. And and on top of that, you got a good reputation in the uh, in in the market. So that also helps. Yeah. So so to to do that, like I've learned this too. You know, because Rhino has uh, we'll call it 180. You know, Rhinos that support all of our customers. That's a lot of people, and it's yeah. a lot of people to kind of get rowing in the same direction, right? Um, so to do this, you gotta, you know, you talked earlier about kind of getting everybody's buy-in too, right. Mm -hmm. That want to follow, you know, your lead that are a part of the, a part of the plan, a part of the story 
how are you getting everybody else like on board with this growth? Cause you know, when people think about growth, some people, they get scared about like, Oh no, it's going to get really busy. Like I, I look at it as like, no, no, no. It creates more opportunity for you. Yeah. Right? Like it's a good thing. You know, we want to keep yeah. growing. It creates more opportunity. And that's what happens. But, but you have to get everyone to really truly understand that. And you know, to the, to the position that that person just really wants to know what's in it for me. Right. Yeah. So do you do have to get, you know, the culture can help, but do people need to know, you know, and this is part of what we talked about on Hoffman's episode a few weeks back was around, he's coming up from a bottoms up budget because he wants everybody to have buy-in and know what their ownership is in that role of getting to X, Y, Z. How, what are you, what are you and Pete doing to bring everybody along with you? SmartAC.com, SmartAC.com. If you haven't heard of it, you better find out. If you haven't implemented it, you better check it out. You have to get started doing something. 2024 is going to be an absolute battlefield. What are you doing differently than your competitors? You need to make sure that your memberships are sticky. SmartAC.com does that. Lifetime warranty, insurance savings, filter discounts, 24-7 monitoring that lets you know about problems before the homeowner might even know about the problem. Live tech chat, service providers, all of this with smartac.com. You've got to check it out now. Um, yeah, so we did uh, put out like some employee surveys. One, just kind of looking, where do people see themselves? What kind of positions are they wanting to, to be in, right? And, um, you know, at, at this size, this is how many of that position we can have. So if you're looking to move into a management position, we have to grow by this month, this much to open this position for you. So just showing them ways in which it benefits them personally to, to get to their goals. Um, but also we don't, we don't make any goals by ourselves. Me and Pete don't sit in a room and create our budget. We don't sit in a room and roll out the next year's KPIs, the next year's goals, any of those things by ourselves. We do it within the, with the whole team. Um, that everyone has to be on board, like, okay, this is the average ticket we can achieve. Yes, we all agree. We're all committing to it. Good. Um, it's not a pie in the sky that we're, we're coming up with this number by ourselves. Um, this is the, com the conversion rates that we're agreeing. We can hit this conversion rate um, and, and we're going to do it. And, you know, we're committed to doing it. And so when you build things when you when you build something so so important like your your yearly budget and your yearly goals if you don't start and we did this in October when we started this um, if you don't start it with your whole team and get their buy-in from the beginning um, one people are confused on what they're working for two they you know you could do 12 million in a year you could you could have done 12 million this year and ended at one percent profit but you're your team, honest to God, thinks that you went home with $12 million right. in your pocket. <laughs> yep. Yep. So if you are not completely transparent, if you're not showing them the numbers and you're showing them why you need this, this amount, I don't think you ever have buy. And I think it takes transparency. I think it takes um, building it as a team. And and there are times where, where Pete and I are looking at it and we're like, are, are you challenging yourself enough? Like if, if this is enough, we want to make sure that we're realistic, but that we're also, um, you know, that we're also going to have to be a little motivated to hit it. We don't, we, you know, there needs to be ambition there too. Right. 
Um, you don't you don't have growth without that. So there there were times certain numbers that we looked at and we're like, oh, we need to relook at that because we we think you can you could be a little more ambitious about that. But honestly, our whole team built it, our whole team committed to it. And, you know, so it's not just something we put on on people's desks or or on their tablets and told them to go get. Yeah, I love that. So so now there's an extra layer of accountability too. So, and, and everyone agreed to this thing. Now, listen, like some of the bigger players right now are listening and saying, oh, that's not scalable. Um, well, and, and to bring everybody in, well, listen, like your leadership, right? And then your leadership can oh, go yeah. and, and pull from Absolutely. the different teams. So, yeah. so don't like read too much in, into that. But. Right. You're not going to, I mean, we didn't bring our CSRs into this. We didn't bring our, we brought, you know, we bring our leadership team and maybe your top cheerleader service techs out there. The ones that are going to, those are the guys that over leadership are going to sell it to the rest of your team. So your, your top tech cheerleaders, those are the ones that you need out there. Absolutely. Thanks for clarifying that. I just want to make sure I, I brought that yeah. up, but, but you know, you're not, you're not sitting in a room building it with, you know, 85 people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, I mean, yeah. you will never get anything. You won't get it done. No, you wouldn't get anything. Done. And, and, I, and I promise you, you'd have the wrong plan in place. Yeah. So, uh, because there's so many things that people don't understand about the business too, that goes, that plays into the number that they won't right. understand too. And they don't need to, to know at that, you know, with, with where right. they're at, at that, at that phase. Um, right. Now with the whole transparency thing though, I will say that we will show to our entire team. We'll have a whole team meeting and show you like, yes, we did, you know, 2 million this month. This is what our profit was not. And, and we'll show them the PL. We're not, we're not afraid of that, but it, it's uh, that transparency is important to keep them, to keep them on, on, I think. Yeah. You know, so. and what's important about that too is it, and then at least, you know, what's really behind the number, right? So it wasn't just like, you were like, eh, you know, 19 million sounds like 19 and a half million sounds like a good number this year. Let's just, let's hit that. Like there's some, there's some substance behind that, that actually can happen. It's a real number. I'm big fan of those things, but also I'm a big fan of when you get the other teams involved and it adds that extra layer of accountability, it gives you another KPI to manage them to, to make them better. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of those things. Now, part of this too, from your perspective, like for you, um, you know, is you, like you kind of said early on in, in the podcast is like, you want to control the things, right? Um, and, and if you've been listening to this too, and you heard me mention the color code thing, you might be able to figure out real quick that maybe her main color is a red. Yeah. Um, now she's a red, you're red, blue, right? I think it is. Red, blue. Yeah. Um, great combo for leadership. So, but part of being a good leader too, Alicia, is also being able to let go and let delegate go. a bit, which you probably learned some lessons there too. Um, so, uh, where I was originally going to go with, with this question, I don't, I think I'm going to, ch- you know, switch it up a little bit kind of as the conversation's gone and maybe because I guarantee you so many listening right now are afraid to let go and let someone else do the things because they, the listener right now is better than the person that they think can do it. Right. Maybe just share real quick. You who's got to be in control has had to let go a little bit, uh, to, you know, to scale because going into next year, you can't do all the things at a hundred percent. You just can't do it. Um, and you don't want to, and it's not scalable. So like, what are the things that, that you are doing that you've, or at least how you've had to overcome this, like need to control everything to continue to scale the business? Well, it's a daily struggle. Yep. Um, (laughs) so, you know, I, I definitely have to look at things before, before I get started, but I, really, when you take a step back and you 
analyze. And I honestly, being completely honest, did this with a therapist. I, I was like completely overwhelmed wearing way too many hats. And I sat down with her and she's like, let's write down everything you're taking on. And I think that that's so important. Um, just, you don't have to do it with a therapist, but you know, doing a self-reflection of everything you're doing. And we tell ourselves constantly that we're the only one that can do it correctly, or, um, we're going to do it better. Well, some things we may do better, but where are we best utilized? And I think we hold ourselves back so much from growth because we're really trying to, to own every single thing. And, and as an owner of a business, no one in your organization ever is going to be as passionate about it as you are. And that's just something that is really hard to realize, (laughs) but it's just a simple fact, right? Nobody is ever going to be as passionate about it as you are, but there are really dang passionate people out there that work for your organization. If you're a good organization and we, I think, hold ourselves back if we're not listening to their ideas, if we're not giving them the freedom to make mistakes, they need that autonomy to, to make some mistakes. Maybe we have to step in and and fix some things, but, um, realizing our, our biggest potential, I think is always as an owner is always in coaching. It's if we're, if we really feel like we have to control or do that task, then maybe we need to sit next to somebody and see how we could coach them to do that task. Maybe make that your ownership. You're going to own the coaching part of it. Um, Because once you do it with them a few times, you never have to look at, really look at it again, you know? So it's being willing to, to step aside and, and watch people fly. We've had so many great ideas come from our leadership team that we wouldn't have thought of on our own. It's because of their past experiences and their, their um, histories that they brought these things in that were great ideas. We never, we never would have thought of those. We can't take credit for everything. Um, But it it is hard to let go. Or when you see something, you're like, Oh my, if I would have been the one doing it, you know? (laughs) Um, But you could put yourself in a grave quickly if you're the one only one doing everything. So, yeah. And I think that, I mean, that was really great. I think that, um, you know, and, and because you've gotten to know Anna a little bit, at least hear what she has to say, she's really, really good at creating leaders and letting yeah. them do their thing, but then still managing it until she feels comfortable with like, Hey, yeah. and then, and then she learns the gap between um, her hundred percent and their 80% and then, and then coaches to it. Uh-huh. Super good at those things. And, and, you yep. know, and part of it you pick up in um, when we were talking about how can you, you know, how you can bring people with you. She mentioned, I think it was on that panel at home service freedom that we have this exercise called right, wrong, missing, confusing. Yes. And, yeah. and so she, I, gotta uh, get with her on that. I can't remember, but, but that, that is the, there is buy in that. Cause you let everyone uh-huh. share anonymously what's right in the business, what's wrong, what's missing, confusing. And it creates a whole conversation. And so like our kickoff meeting, I was mentioning um, that, that we're having a few weeks here is really built around that, you know, Uh for, you know, are we all aligned still, but that's almost another way to keep, you know, but we have, we, we put some plans in place for it and then we have to rely on leadership to execute on the plans, you know, for it. But uh, we're all rowing in the same direction. There's a few of my rhinos right now that would, uh, say, please, Chris, come up with something else other than saying rowing in the same direction. But for now, that's all I can come up with. 
Right. Um, (laughs) But you have, we have to let go as leaders, but, but that doesn't mean let go completely and just, you know, let just trust them. Like you have to still manage that process to it. Just oversee it. And then coach to the part that you're like, Oh, this part was stupid. Like it's easy to say that I've been there coach to that piece, you know, the percentage are different and make them better. That's your job. That's how you scale the business. That is, and and that is the ultimate goal, right? Just to be a coach. And I love coaching. I think all leaders love coaching. Yeah. Um, And it seemed really clear to me in our, early in our conversation pre-podcast too, when you're kind of talking about how you oversaw all these other nurses too, right? Is like, that seems to kind of be the path that you've, you, that you've enjoyed for the longest time, even pre coming into go green. So, so that is like your natural like progression. So it's, so for you, that is what's fun and enjoyable. It is for me too, you know, but I've actually had to learn how to, how to be better at it because I have like, you know, my heart to want to help everybody is like, there's no doubting that it's just sometimes it's, I I don't have enough accountability because I not because I don't care about them. I'm just doing too many things. So I'm not giving them the intention that they need to run to the plan to learn the things like I want it for them, but so I recognize my weaknesses and I step out of the way and let others do it who are better than me. Yeah. So, so I want to, I want to finish with this. We're like blowing through this thing. It's already. An hour oh, it's so fast. So, so um, the last piece of this whole thing is, is you've heard me talk about uh, Pete, her husband for a, a few different times in this thing and, uh-huh. and working with your spouse um, in this same kind of a process in this environment with like doing all these things. Oh, and by the way, they got three kids. Like it is, some of you that are listening right now have this same thing where you're working with somebody in your family. And I know there's like pros and cons to it. So uh, to real quick, uh, what the decision Anna and I made is who's the one a, who's the one B. If mm-hmm. it's, if it has to do with operations, you know, the financials, uh, anything in her world, I can give my opinion on it. And, and, but ultimately it's her choice to, to make the decision. And it's the same for me in the sales and marketing side of things. We have a one, so we have a well-established plan. We don't cross each other's boundaries there. Right. Um, but you have to, uh, give your, if it's your sister, your brother, your, whoever's working for you, they have, you have to have dead set boundaries and you have to hold the line. You cannot give any of them a break or a, or a free pass because they're family. That is the worst decision you can make. That's how it's going to go South real quick. Yes. So how, how have you and Pete navigated this, uh, on this journey to kind of keep it to where you guys, you know, have a good solid working relationship that doesn't impact your, your personal lives. Yeah. Um, so I would be lying if I said it never in the last eight years affected our personal lives. You're still married. That's what still I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so there are times that it's tough, but I think making sure that, like you said, you have a one, a one B, right? So if it's, if it has to do with marketing, uh, you know, I make that decision unless it's something that we're like a whole rebrand. I I didn't make that decision on my own. Oh, we're just going to do a whole rebrand on the company. You know, um, I, I obviously consulted with him before doing that. Uh, but but if it's on, on ad posts or if we're going to run this radio ad or, or if we're going to contribute a little more to Google or if we're going to change this up, that we don't talk about those. We don't need to talk about those every little thing, right. maybe yeah. in the first six months of business. But it's really understanding and, and making sure that you know who has what responsibilities. These are your responsibilities. These are yours. And we discuss a lot of those 
little things in our L10 meetings with the rest of our leadership team, because we're, we're just like them. We come in, we report what we did the last week, what we're working on. Um, and so we, we do it just like we would if we, if we had a, a, another boss, right. Um, and big decisions we make together, big decisions we make together. Um, we kind of split up who reports to who so that there's no, um, leadership going to one person. And then, cause we, we've had that experience too, where maybe your managers go to one cause they know they're going to get the answer they want when they should have gone to the other. And so we've kind of made sure that, that, you know, our leadership knows who they report to. I think just making sure that you're set up organizationally in a way that isn't husband and wife, yep. um, you have to be set up like an organization. Yep. You know, and then when you get home, sometimes you have to say like, we're going to shut it off right now. Like, so hard to do. So hard to do sometimes. So hard to do, especially when you're driven or red. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah. I, literally this morning I was talking to Anna about something and we like, she had just, she's up maybe 30 minutes. I was up probably 45 minutes before her and mm-hmm. I gave her a cup of coffee and now my brain's already been processing. Oh, right. So I started to talk to her and she just gave me the look and I was like, oh yeah, okay. Like I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait till, yeah. till you give, I'll wait till you get in the office. Yeah. Pete did that to me yesterday at four 30 in the morning. I'm like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You just, sometimes you have to learn. I mean, we all, we all go through that and we're passionate about it too. So sometimes we're just excited when we get home and that's, is what we want to talk about. For sure. What we want to talk about is what our next plans are, you know, or, or something. So. Yeah. And it's fun. It's exciting, but you have boundaries in place too. And, and you do your best to, like you said, I think the best thing that you can do is you, you are no different than any other person. You have your roles that you're responsible for the way you communicate needs to be professional. Uh-huh. Um, like sometimes because I get passionate or Annie gets passionate and we know that we're married, like our conversation, people look at me like, Oh shit. Like, uh, they're like yelling at each other. No, no, no. We're not yelling. Like we're just trying to get our point across. Yes. Um, and I'm like, okay, er, pump the brakes. Like we got to chill for a second. Um, yeah. and that, that stuff happens, but we have defined boundaries, you know, that, that we know professionally, like this is what my responsibility is. And these, this is how we work together. So if you're working with, you know, a spouse, family, whatever, have clear cut boundaries on what the role is professionally and stick to those, stick yeah. to those boundaries. So, Hey, <clears throat> um, I got to get moving on this thing too. So for those that are listening, I actually have a meeting with my boss. That's weird to say out loud. Uh, My CEO who's brilliant. Old ex ex CEO, go daddy. Super, super smart guy. Love. And I don't want to miss my time with him. Um, but, but this was fantastic. I'm excited for you to be at Rhino X to be able to spend a little bit more time with you. Yeah. We're super excited. Both of us to to get out there. Um, and it's going to be a a great time. We have a phenomenal group coming in too. And of course all the big players come back, all the big leaders, the speakers and things like that. And we get to close it out with a little flow rider. So tell, you know, make sure you and Peter brushed up on your flow rider. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be a good time. Um, so, so listeners, one, uh, I'll get, I'll get Alicia's contact information at the end to share, uh, cause she's uh, open to be able to do that with you too. And so for some of the, for some of you that are more closer to her size business, um, she's totally willing to, to connect with you. And by the way, if you don't have your budgeting in place and your goals and things in place right now, um, yeah. use this, like get it in place. But, uh, Alicia, yeah. thanks for giving me your time and thanks for being so transparent and sharing the info. It's been great to have you on. Yeah, absolutely. Great to, great to talk to you. And so, um, 
you know, again, like I always say, some of the things that she's talking about between real voice and then training on upsells. And then you mentioned one thing too that I was going to, and I totally forgot about it because Anna sent me this clip the other day about, uh, that was Michelle Obama. And by the way, I'm not saying I was an Obama fan. I'm just saying uh, she sent me this clip listening to Michelle Obama and it was really, really good. It talked about how as you're climbing the mountain, some people you can bring with you, but some people aren't willing to climb the mountain with you. Some you can, once you get to the top, you can pull them up with you. You need to identify who those people are. So kind of right bus, wrong seat, right? You know, that whole, that whole process. Um, yeah. those are things that you'll experience as you continue to grow. Um, but you got to make sure you continue to pour into your staff, no matter what you're trying to do, um, that they, that you care about them, that you have the extra layer of accountability. Like they're talking, like, like Alicia was talking about on how, you know, they come up with a plan together based on real numbers. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you bring in the, uh, the real voice stuff to just help with training and get better. It's not big brother. It's just that you, the business owner trying to pour into your team to help coach them and make them better. That's it. That is what it is. That is its purpose. And it will do it. I've seen it happen so yeah. many times, regardless of industry, if a human being is walking out of their truck into a door to sell something to a homeowner, you want to capture that dialogue. So that way you can coach to it. So I commend you for doing all the things. I commend you on a great 2023 to you and Pete. Um, And I'm excited. I have no doubt that you're going to hit that number. Then we're going to do a check-in. Yes. We're going to do a check-in to see where where you landed. And I'll go ahead and finish with this piece right here too. The most profound thing that you said on this call to me was that it's not a service call. It's a what? It's an experience. And it's an experience call. And that is exactly what it is. No, most don't want to have to call you in the first place. Right. So the best thing you can do is give them the best experience possible because that will outsell any in any, or in any situation, regardless if you got PE in the space, if you're private, if you're big, if you're small, doesn't matter. They are buying you. Give them that kind of experience. And guess what? Rhino X, the X stands for experience because that's what everything is. So as I always say, listeners, you don't got to do everything, but you got to do something. And before I leave, Alicia, if you wouldn't mind just sharing your contact info super fast, if they want to reach out to you and we'll share the notes as well, but go ahead and share that. And then we'll, we'll boogie out of here. Yeah. So they can reach me. Um, they can look me up on Facebook. Uh, it's Alicia Coverston Green on Facebook and they can reach me. Uh, my email is Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A at com. Perfect. Well, now you got no excuse. She just gave you a couple different ways to get in touch with her. So again, Alicia, thank you so much. And I'll go ahead and try this close one more time. You don't got to do everything, but you got to do something. No zero days. Listeners, thank you so much again for listening to this podcast week after week. We are extremely grateful. Again, the whole purpose of this podcast is to give back to the home services industry that we love so much, whether you're a rhino or not. We really, really appreciate all the subscribers. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please go in and subscribe and you'll get all the episodes sent to you automatically weekly. Also, we have really enjoyed your feedback. Uh, It's so meaningful for us when we get to read the nice comments that you guys put. So keep doing that. And if you don't know how to do it, Here's what you got to do. You search for To The Point Home Services on Apple Podcasts. You click on our profile, scroll all the way down to the bottom and hit write a review and be honest and share your story and how the podcast has impacted you and your business. Thanks again from the bottom of our hearts at To The Point Home Services Podcast. We appreciate you.